On today's episode, we're giving our first take on this year's Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival. All the food, all the drinks, and all the activities that we've got to do so far. This is episode 63 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? My name is Jordan. This is the Off the Monorails podcast. And today I am joined, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, what is going on? It's been a good day, boys. How's your week been? Just fine. Yeah. It's been a, not too shabby. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm in the middle of uh, a six-day-off stretch from oh, work. Beautiful. So taking a little bit of a break from the grind and you know we just recently got off of a um a disney trip so mm-hmm. that's always a good high to be riding and mm. there's a lot to unpack on that for another time but for for today it's all about the food and the drinks yeah i mean i can't you guys just got back from a nice stay at caribbean beach can't wait to hear all about that of course yeah we'll get to that on the on another show it's not that is not for today's consumption uh, but uh mm-hmm. before we do anything um else fun exciting extravagant going on uh nothing too extraordinary um you know in the spirit of flower and garden festival it is garden and grass mowing <laughs> yeah. season so for all of us dads out there it's you know getting the getting the new balances dirty and getting some fresh oil stains on the jorts oh, yes you know <laughs> oh, yes. and it's uh it's our spring break for our kids so uh my son will be with his mom and uh yours truly is taking a few days and going to baltimore to catch a few games up at Camden yard so i'll be up there for a handful of days so looking forward to that super excited stuff so yeah we'll uh let us know if you're uh if you're following us by the way at off the monorails on the socials uh especially like instagram uh TikTok to uh, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. We're there. Twitter. I think it's there's a little bit more to us than just you know what you get to hear on on the podcast, you know. And we like we like to have a little fun and dabble into other things, you know. And, you know, like I think people would love to see Ryan and his garden, you know, out there, you know, just grooving away in the sun, you know, making making another trench, you know, or or Justin, you know, just. Going and enjoying some baseball, Camden Yards for the first time. Drinking a beer at Camden Yards. Yeah, I yeah. think that's I think that's fair. I I think you know I think that people would like to like to see those things, like see the little personal personal sides of us. Um, and I think we're ready to announce something pretty big. Drum roll, please. So if you would like to see some of those things, like to have more behind the scenes and more of our uh, personal touches. Uh, in your purview, if you will, we are launching today. As you're listening to this episode for the first time, uh, we are launching our new Patreon membership program. It is here. We've been working on this for a while. We've uh, we've let you guys know about it, uh, tease it that it was coming uh, in some capacity, but it is here, and uh, we are incredibly 
excited and and happy to to share it with you guys. So this is a way for us to give you a lot of behind the scenes access, um, a lot of just additional content that you won't get anywhere else, and a chance for you to get to know us, chat with us. You know, we'll we'll have a ton of content, ton of behind the scenes footage. Um, you'll have a chance to be part of the show with uh, live Q and A's. There will be there will be access to our uh, close friends list on Instagram and our new Discord community, which hey, I am yo. super happy about because not only not only does it give you a chance to chat with us, but also chat with other fans of the show. So a lot of other people that love Disney, that love theme parks, that like listening to this show. Now you're, you have a chance to interact with those same people and have fun all together. And we'll host uh, private events there and, and fun happenings, exclusive things, all for our members. Uh, so uh, today you can go, uh, we'll have a, there's a link in the episode description. Uh, you can go check out and become a member today of the program. There'll be three tiers for you to choose from and all at very affordable monthly options. This of course will allow you to support the show and at the same time, we can grow and give you more exciting new content and get to know, just get to know each other a little bit. Yeah, we're trying to pretty much make our own community and just be uh, an accent to what is already the Disney community as far as, you know, content creation and social media in itself. And we just want all those same like-minded people all in one place and we can all enjoy this crazy, crazy ride together. Absolutely. And we're just, we're not a one trick pony. You know, we like talking about baseball, like we've said before, uh, anything that we can tie Disney into, we want to talk about things like that. So you got running pontoon boats, so like fishing, all that stuff we can tie into Disney. So we're not just going to be talking about the theme parks. We can talk about other things too, within these other, uh, topics and avenues so this just gives you an, an opportunity to reach those avenues with us learn more things it's just a, a community involvement uh and engagement yeah. project that uh that we are very excited to be launching yeah so you'll also have access to exclusive merchandise and some member levels will also include a free welcome gift package so go check that out right Ooh. now it's very exciting stuff go check it out it's in the episode description. Uh, we'll, of course, have links to all this as well through our social channels. But yeah, go check it out and become a member today and help support the show and have really come have fun with us. So that's it. That's the whole bottom line. Should we re reveal what our tier level names are? <laughs> so, because we had some fun with this. So, yeah, so there's three tiers to the program. I mean, because at the roots, we wanted to stick true to the off the monorails nomenclature. And we thought of, well, what is at the root of our Disney fandom? Um, what is true to us and our, in our name? And so uh, we stuck with the Mark six monorails and chose some of our favorite uh, colors to represent our tiers. So, we have monorail gold, monorail black, and monorail red representing our membership levels. So you can go become a member of your favorite monorail 
team today. Team gold, team black, or team red. Let's go, Ooh, baby. Let's see which one gets the most members by the end of the week. How about that? Hey, I like that challenge. So, yeah, so super excited about all this. Of course, we'll continue to give you more and more information uh, as this continues to grow. Uh, but, yes, yeah, super excited to launch this. So uh, please check it out in the episode description down below. Yeah, and also while you're checking our Patreon stuff, uh, be sure and go check out our website as well at offthemonorails.com. Uh, there you will find direct links to all of our social platforms and uh, our shop, which is a great place to go snag you some merch. Uh, we have tons of new designs that are just rolling out month by month. And uh, Jordan is really knocking some of these out of the park. Um, but other than our shop, too, we have uh, some blogs where we have done dining reviews or weekend experiences, um, holiday recaps, special events, you name it. Uh, we try to break those down a little a little more detailed. Uh, we still add some pictures in there for all you um, you looky-loos. You know, you got to have some pictures in there. But, um, yeah, it, it's another piece of our puzzle that's just growing, and uh, we're consistently adding to it. And um, it's actually getting a little bit of a facelift right now. Yeah, so we decided, you know, we've been doing this thing for just over a year or so, and when we first launched, we wanted something that was easy to consume for our audience. So anyone visiting our website, anyone listen, you know, listening to the show or discovering us for the first time on socials, we just wanted it to be easily identifiable and straight to the point, what we were, what we were about. And as you, if you've been listening to us for a little while now, it, you may have gotten to know us a little bit better and know that, you know, it's, we're not always clean cut or clean, you know, uh, it's, we're, we're a little rough around the edges sometimes. And, uh, you know, we're experienced and we're a little unique when it comes to this space. And we want to be true to that. We want to be ourselves. And so we decided now was a good opportunity as ever to give a slight overhaul, a slight twist to our, to our overall look. So, you may notice on socials or on the website, um, the Patreon site, um, across the board, you'll, you may start to notice that things look a little bit different. Uh, so we've got some new logos, uh, some new uh, fonts, uh, pretty much just all these branding assets. Uh, we wanted to kind of put our own personal touches on. Uh, so to give it a little more us feeling. Uh, through everything that you know it encompassed the off the monorails show and like jordan said this has been something we have been working on for you know a couple yeah. months uh digging around we we really have honed in on who we are as a podcast we've honed in on how we do things and this is us and we wanted us to be represented within our logo and our branding and uh this move just uh, is a representation of uh, such things, and uh, we're excited. I know uh, myself, Jordan, and Ryan, I think I speak for all of us, that we, uh, we've we been looking forward to this day coming. We didn't think we'd make it this far, number one, and then we're here, and now now we get to have more, more of an uh, identity. Yeah. 
more more of an yeah. established identity, I should say. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a nod are. to it's a nod to the amount of growth we've experienced, especially in the course of the last probably three to four months. And um, like Justin said, we we all kind of agreed it was time for us to really settle in now that we've found our groove and just really hone in that that identity that we want and this is you know what we landed on and we're all happy with it so that's what matters yeah and you know we've always done things a little differently and we like to put different touches on things i mean you look at some of the most recent uh, merchandise that we've worked on right you look at the um the monorail golf club collection that we recently released that was all new things. Those are all kind of new touches that no one else really has gone to those measures to really uh, put out there. Um, and so that's the sort of things that we're trying to do is just, we're trying to have fun with all this first and foremost, um, not be too serious, um, but also be different and stand out from the crowd and not be so cookie cutter. Uh, so I, I'm excited about everything that we're doing, and I hope everyone out there listening and consuming all this uh, feels the same way. Can, and hopefully, you can feel all that come out in the work that we're doing. Dang, Jordan used a goofy movie reference right there with "stand I out." That. I like it. Yep, above the I crowd. Like it. <laughs> I didn't even hear it when I said it. Uh, good catch. But but for, but for real though, it, this is this is. Uh, a welcome time. This is an exciting time for the podcast. So if you're new, you know, come on in. We'll take you. We love you. We uh, we can't wait to share more with you and uh, and grow as well. So uh, we're not done. We're we're just getting started. Yeah, that's the that's the most exciting thing about all of this is is the tremendous amount of growth that we're continuing to see. Uh, so thank you to our audience. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for sharing sharing us and our show and our socials with your friends and your family. Uh, and it's people, it's all of you guys that are helping us, you know, continue yeah. this, this fun ride. So uh, we truly do appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to help us share, go on uh, Apple podcasts, go on Spotify, leave us those stars, leave us that quick star rating uh, that helps uh, people uh, see the show more it helps us get out and reach a wider audience uh, but also on apple podcasts be sure to uh, take a second and just type up a little review for us if you wouldn't mind that would and that helps tremendously as far as our ability to reach a new audience so if you enjoy the show and you want others to enjoy the show please if you're listening on apple podcasts go and type a, a quick review and uh, that will help us immensely so who's ready to get food track always down for food i am for sure so let's do it guys let's do it so uh, we're going to uh, give our first i'm going to call it our first edition uh ryan what did you call it earlier what season are we in we are in the early bloom phase of uh, flower and garden festival if you will all right yeah so this is our early bloom review of this year's flower and garden festival and so what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through uh, the food booths that we have enjoyed so far and we'll cover all the food all the drinks um, and any special merchandise any special activities that we've done and we're going to give you a smash or pass rating on your food items and i think we have enough coverage uh, to provide you with at least three must-haves 
at the end of this. So, oh yeah, for sure. Hang on to your seatbelts and um, let's go for it, guys. Uh, so, first one on the list: Bauermark Farmers Market in the Germany area is spoiler alert one of my favorites at this year's festival. Uh, they featured the potato pancakes with a house-made applesauce, the uh, potato pancake with the caramelized ham, onions, and herb sour cream, and they had the toasted pretzel bread with uh, that was topped with the Black Forest ham and melted Gruyere cheese and a warm cheese strudel with mixed berries. I had the potato pancake with ham and onions and the pretzel bread. Ryan, I had the cheese strudel with the mixed berries, and I also had uh, the beer flight. Okay, I I got the I got the Rattler here, the raspberry Rattler, um, in a full pour. Um, yeah, all this was good. I would I would smash all all those items. Um, so, yeah, yeah. agree. Yeah, the the Rattler was so good. I actually, at the same time that I bought the beer flight, I bought a full twelve ounce pour of the Rattler because I knew that <laughs> it was a favorite from last yep. year. So I knew I was going to need a full big boy for to finish everything yes. off. With. So refreshing, just so nice. Um, it was it was great. This actually ended up being like the end of my dinner edition at Epcot when I visited. Ooh, so it was yes. a good way to end the night. Nice. So it was. I made a rush to get over there because I had I, I had like 10 minutes left for the booths to be open. So I was like, come on, baby, let's just get over there and get it. And uh, and <laughs> sure, because during the day, it was a hard one to get over to because it was the line was just so backed up all day long every time I passed it. And then so it was like, all right, in the night. And I waited like three minutes. So it was a win all around. Love that. So um, next on the list, we have Brunch Cot, which is. Uh, pretty much by the test track area between test track and creations. Um, it's where Modern was for um, the f uh, Festival yep. of the Arts. But um, uh, at this booth, they had the avocado toast with the marinated tomatoes on toasted ciabatta and the shrimp and grits, uh, the lox benedict on everything focaccia, and the fried cinnamon roll bites. And um, I got to enjoy a couple of things from this booth. Did, uh, did yes, anybody sir. else? Yes, sir. I enjoyed a I few things not. actually. <laughs> I um, All right. Let, I had the on. avocado toast, uh, which was we just kept. I, it wasn't initially going to be on my list, but we kept hearing people talk about it, and so I was like, "All right, we'll make a move, try it out." It was delicious. Uh, the shrimp and grits with the blackened shrimp and cheddar cheese grits it had the brown gravy and a sweet corn salsa, also very good. Um, yep, I had and that as well. I did not get the lox benedict. Uh, but I did get the fried cinnamon roll bites with the cream cheese frosting and candy bacon, and that was amazing. Um, yep. And then I also got the Joffrey's Coffee Cold Brew cocktail with the milk, oh, cola rum, yeah. and coffee liqueur and vanilla vodka. It was boozy, wasn't it? It was. Yes, it was. It was so good, though. It actually, to me, got better once it got a little watered uh -huh. down. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing notably about the cinnamon roll bites is I've had them twice now and the second time around that I had them, they were way better than the oh, first time. Okay. So like, I think they actually changed some things, um, from early on in the beginning of the festival, because to me, the, the cinnamon roll bites got bigger and the, um, the frosting was better the second time around oh, wow. too. Okay. Yep. 
but shrimp and grits were I've had it I think two to three times now. It's consistent. It's delicious. The the cheese grits and the the sweet the sweet corn salsa to me really sets yeah. it off. Yeah, it was it was yeah it was really super good. good. It was super good. So, and next up we had uh, the citrus blossom that was at the Odyssey Building. Mm-hmm. Um, and fellas, I uh, I enjoyed three things off of this menu. Uh, first up, we have the orange sesame tempura shrimp with orange chile sauce. Uh, it was amazing. I like the way you say chile. Very good crunch to it. Yeah, that was fancy. Chile. Also available here is the citrus baked brie with preserved lemon marmalade, limoncello macerated blueberries, and spiced marconum almonds. I did not try that one, but uh, our mom did, Ryan, and she she liked it. So, uh, and then I did try this with my son: the uh, lemon meringue pie. Uh, which is your classic lemon curd, lemon mousse, and toasted meringue. A uh, very tasty dish. Uh, I was surprised of like the crusting on that. That was actually a really neat uh, texture. It was and, really cool. And the meringue was marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, it was Ooh. very marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, I had the I shrimp and the uh, the baked brie. I didn't get the pie, but uh, both the shrimp and the baked brie were smash worthy. Yeah. Yeah, the Did shrimp you, was very. The brie tasty. was a little, a little different. Like it was good. All the flavors were good, but I was just trying to pick them all out. It was like it was just it was weird because I would never really order that, but I wanted to try it, and it was just it worked. But it, I still questioned it the whole time I was eating it. Yeah, to me, it was like a spin on a cheese Danish almost. Yeah. Yeah, kind it just of, had yeah. a little more of like the savory because of the brie. You know, it's had that little bit of savory, yeah, but it, it wanted to be very, sweet. It was it was weird. It was yeah. good, but it was weird. And if you've tried it, uh anyone out there listening, if you tried it, then you would you would know what I'm talking about. Um but if you haven't, go tr- go give it a shot. Well, like to me, without the blueberries, I think it wouldn't have been as good. I think the blueberries gave it a little bit of that tart and sweet contrast. So the the like luxuriousness of the cheese and like how the you know breeze kind of can be salty and milky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the blueberries, the tartness of the blueberries, kind of kind of added to that, and then the spiced almonds as well. And uh, and I also got to try the beer flight here. Uh, that was uh, all three of them were pretty good. I didn't really enjoy the honey cream ale this year like I thought I did uh, last year, uh, but I downed all three of them. They were great. Uh, so yeah. Uh, did you boys try any of the other uh, offerings here? Uh, I had the I had the flight as well, uh, and then we did get the um, the orange bird uh, sipper with the uh, orange lemon smoothie. So uh, it was it was gotcha. good. I, I enjoyed all all three of the beers. Um, my favorite being the uh, imperial sour for sure. Yeah, uh, I was, was going to say um, the imperial sour. I don't think was on this flight last year. And that one became my favorite too, uh, as far as the beer flight goes. Um, yeah, when when Justin and I went, I did kind of notice that the honey cream ale. I don't know if they didn't like clean the tap very well or something, or if there was just yeah, like an off flavor in the batch. Yeah. It, it didn't taste um, like it did last year. It there was definitely an off flavor, and maybe that was just part of the batch or or you know the tap or yeah, because it's been the. I I know what you're talking about, Ryan. Because I I. I I have a feeling that you're talking about the same taste that I did as well, that I experienced as well. 
kind of like it got filtered through well, yeah, the leather. Well, yeah, I think that was just how it was brewed. You know, sometimes, had sometimes you it. know, when you brew, especially when something's coming from uh, a microbrewery, right? Like, it's they change. The beers change. I, I worked for a, for a brewery oh, yeah, for no. five years. It, things, it just happens. And, it you know, so you get if you're not drinking it all the time you know you you wouldn't notice but like um you can compare the two right you know right beside each other and and, and taste the difference so yeah i do think that there's uh some merit to to that funkiness i would say um did you guys like what they did with the space what they did with the odyssey building for the uh to celebrate the orange bird oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah it's almost like a little farmer's market in there like a citrus grove yeah. uh booth yeah. like it was it was really clever um I'm glad that they're they're utilizing the Odyssey building as a festival booth space mm-hmm. at it's, this point because you yeah. know ever since they took out the exhibit from there it gives that place another purpose. Well, yeah, and it's a good place to sit down and in the in the AC. Mm-hmm. I will say I was good shitters. <laughs> yeah, I mean I remember the days of whenever that building didn't have any offerings. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'll, I'll very much take a, a welcomed air-conditioned building that you can sit and enjoy some meals in and then have a little farmer's market yeah. like Ryan said. I will say I'm, I'm glad they learned yeah. their lesson from the Festival of the Arts uh, because they added more seating to that area instead of yeah. having basically that was half a big of complaint. the building taken, a, taken up by the popcorn buckets. Um, so I was super happy about that because we were able to actually find a seat this time. I love the merchandise, the way they had the merchandise set up in there. Um, it was just a it's just a really good spot to go and relax and enjoy some food and and some ac so uh, highly recommended there all right so we'll go into the next booth uh just across the uh little bridge there if you will from the odyssey building over to epcot uh farmers feast this is the uh, one of the booths that has a variation menu so in this early bloom season uh, they're offering a chilled potato and leaf soup uh, they are offering a char-grilled bison ribeye and a spice cake with cream cheese icing and candy pecans. And they also have a, a hibiscus lemonade uh, gin cocktail. So, fellas, did we get a chance to try any of this stuff? Yeah, um, I got to do the char-grilled bison ribeye with the uh, the leek fondue. And, you know, it has like the red wine butter sauce on it and it was uh it was delicious and uh one thing that's pretty cool about this booth is that they have the open like grill where they're actively grilling yeah. the meat at the booth so like and it smells so good yeah. walking by this i mean it, it, any guy or not even just guys i'm sorry but you know just the smell of meats on a grill it's going to bring to people like it it just it's a natural yeah. thing and um it was delicious it was you know a nice delicious cut of uh of bison steak had some butter on it and then the creamy leek fondue it was good but to me the leeks were a little too stringy i'm a weird texture person when it comes to certain Mm -hmm. things uh the flavor was spot on they were incredible but some of the stringiness of the leeks if they would have just like you know put them in like an immersion blender or something and made it into a puree i'd have been i'd have been gucci (laughs) but um yeah i'm excited about this because now i i didn't get a chance to try any of those menu menu options but now it's they rolled into their springtime menu, which is the grilled vegetable bruschetta. They have a grilled swordfish, uh, and they have a strawberry rhubarb upside down cake. And so with cream fresh. Um, so I'm excited to try that because that that's offered until the May 20th, 
And then we go into the summer solstice menu from May 21st to the end of the festival, July 5th, with the tomato, uh, t- tomato and red onion panzanella and the barbecue seared pork tenderloin and a sweet corn creme brulee with corn biscotti. So looking forward to all three different variety menus too. That's what I like about it. It's evolving. The beverages, they have uh, a couple of them that actually stay at this booth for the whole festival. And of those, I did have the collective arts brewing blueberry and elderberry sparkling hard tea. Okay. Uh, me and Brianna both uh, ha- had one of those with our bison ribeye, and that shit was good. Um, Sounds it's, great. Uh, you know, it's you know, a sparkling hard tea, so it's like a carbonated um, tea, mm-hmm. but it's um, it's a little watered down, but in a good way because it has those real prominent blueberry and elderberry, you know, floral notes uh-huh. to it and tartness, and then the tea flavor comes through and it's slightly sweetened, but being that it's like a you know a, a seltzer almost, um, it's it's delicious. It's very delicious. Anytime I see elderberry, all I think of is cough syrup. So. <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard for me to imagine how this tasted, but I'll take your word for it. No, it's it's delicious. All right, so um, moving forward, we've got the Florida Fresh, and this was the booth that was offering the different variations of uh, grilled street corn. And they had the blackened fish slider with the roasted tomatoes. They had a watermelon salad with uh, different fruits and veggies in it. And a strawberry shortcake. So did anybody get to enjoy these delicious items? No, the strawberry shortcake is on my list uh, for our next visit. But I have not. I've heard really good things about that particular item, uh, along with the cucumber watermelon slushy. But I have not tried anything yet. And yeah. Ryan raved about the grilled street corn last year. So yeah, I did. And the good thing is, I've still got a couple more visits to this festival already locked yep, in. Right. So I've got the um, the watermelon salad and the cucumber watermelon slushy with the gin on my yeah. radar. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to take away from the. You know, I wanted to get some of the like um, the the items that were only there for a limited time, where they were phasing out certain menu yep. items, and take advantage of those early on. And then I can take you know knock out all of the the season long mm-hmm. ones uh in the later yeah part. and that's the, exactly it right was, we wanted to be able to try a lot of the new things as well um caught our caught our attention uh but needless to say this won't be the last edition of this year's reviews for the flower and garden festival so we'll be making a few more trips and we'll be churning out another one of these episodes that feature some more of the uh of the food items for you to enjoy uh, and drinks, of course, uh, so that you can still get there in time before the festival ends on July 5th. Next up, we have the Honey Bistro. Uh, here, uh, fellas, I haven't got to try anything here yet, but they have the chicken and waffles this year. Cannot wait to try that. I don't know if mm-hmm. you boys have. Uh, they have the flatbread, the pollinator, the pollinator. as they have uh, uh, dubbed it. And uh, also, the returning favorite, the Honey Mascarpone cheesecake uh, along with all variations of honey uh, beverages oh. or honey infused beverages uh, did you boys get to hit any you of know this it up? sir you know it this was actually the booth that i got to have right before cosmic rewind uh so tell me oh more, man tell me more. Uh, chicken and waffles fantastic 
Um, had to search, had Sounds to search a little fantastic. bit for the spicy honey, and it wasn't that hot. So anyone that's uh, hearing spicy honey and automatically disqualifying it because you are spice adverse, uh, give it a try. It's not hot, really, on the scale. Uh, it was just a good flavor. Uh, but the surprising factor in all this was the waffle, which was a sweet cornbread waffle. Uh, so mm. very talk to me just super good flavors combined if you've ever had chicken and waffles uh this was right up there with some of the best that i've had so uh go try this my complaint is that it's just small i wanted more of it so that'd be a complaint there mm-hmm. um the pollinator flatbread also had that it has honey whipped mascarpone honey caramelized onions blueberry gastrique prosciutto uh honey whipped goat cheese arugula honey vinaigrette and bee pollen this was a flavor bomb. It was just, it, you, I didn't know how this was going to be at all. Um, I This really probably wouldn't normally be something that I would just automatically order if I saw it on a menu. But that's what's great about these festivals. It gives you the opportunity to try something. And flavors were just incredible. The blueberries, you know, make this thing, you know, take it up another 12 notches and it just it blew my mind of how many different flavors were happening at one time. Yeah, well, when we preview this, we all circled this one and said this one's going to yep. be unique and different, and uh, we all couldn't wait to try this. So I'm glad that it, it exceeded our expectations and uh, really really makes it that much more yeah. unique uh, based on your your you know review of it. So it really was. It's- yeah, absolutely. And I did, of course, have one of my favorite dishes uh, at the festival, the honey mas- mascarpone cheesecake with the honey whipped cream with honey, yes. crystallized honey, honeycomb, dehydrated honey and fennel pollen meringue kisses. Um, just fantastic. Should order it every year. Should, I hope it never goes away. Yes, it's so good. My gosh. What about some of them drinks? Uh, unfortunately, I did not get to have any of the drinks yet, but I loved this booth so much that I will take time to go back to it on my next trips and I will partake in some of these uh, drinks because the honey peach cobbler freeze just sounds so good. So the too long didn't listen version of it is we are, we'll, we will return to this. <laughs> yes. All right. So we'll move over to La Isla Fresca. I like the way you said that. Do it again. La Isla Fresca. Mm-hmm. The fresh people are going to be really excited <laughs> about that or they just want to slap me <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't be too excited because i only had one thing from this okay. booth and it was a drink oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got the coconut key lime ale from isla Marotta beer company and uh it's a good beer it's 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 dank it's good i love it <laughs> um really it's the closest you could probably get coconut key lime pie into mm-hmm. a beer without just shoving a damn chunk of pie <laughs> into a lager like it's it's good um super super crisp you know lime notes and little hint of like a toasted coconut in there it's what what's yeah. not to love exactly just what the doctor ordered jordan yeah it's good i i have i've had it before i didn't have it at the festival this year because i i can find it usually a total wine every now and then so um it's it's a good one all right, so moving on now, we are in Canada for hey. the Northern Bloom. And yes, Canada they, don't miss. No, they don't. Um, this one, 
features the seared scallops, which is always a returning favorite, as well as the beef tenderloin tips and a new addition of the chocolate maple whiskey cake. So, uh, fellas, did anybody get to um, partake in some of these? Uh, I got the seared scallops, or I should say my wife got the seared scallops, uh, which she always enjoys any opportunity to get them. Uh, and she uh, she she loved them. So yeah, we got the uh, the beef tenderloin tips, and um, they're fantastic as always. Um, got the whipped potatoes and like a little bit of that Bordelais sauce on it, and uh, some fresh carrots with, that were steamed off to the side. Um, I actually got to taste like a one fiber of meat from the tenderloin <laughs> tips, and my kids ate the rest of everything. And uh, I think Brianna got maybe a piece of a carrot. Um, but that was fine because I wanted the beer flight more than anything. So I drank my <laughs> oh, yeah. oil for this booth and, um, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I think out of all of them, my favorite was probably the, um, the collective arts, uh, honey lager. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, it was super good. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the apricot with maple syrup. Um, I did get a little bit of like a maple note in it, but I tasted zero like of the apricot. Okay. Um, to me, it tasted like um, someone sprayed hairspray Oof. in a beer. Oof. So Oof. maybe my maybe my you know taste buds were a little off, but I mean, I taste a lot of beer. I work for a beer company. <laughs> um, I can I can taste off notes, yeah. and I, maybe it was just the apricot wasn't wasn't you know meshing with my tongue very well. But I mean, usually I like them. Yeah. But yeah, the honey lager was the number one for me in the beer flight. Yeah, I was super close to getting that maple popcorn shake with the maple rye whiskey in it. Mm. Um, I think that will have to be on my that may end up on the next edition of this uh, review because uh, yeah, it just sounds so good. All right, and next we have the pineapple promenade uh, featuring the spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney and plantain chips, and also the classic. Dole Whip, uh, along with a, an assorted variety of beverages. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, what did we have here? Drinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can share that same sentiment, but I also, I did not consume it. My dad, who is a hot dog fanatic, uh, if a hot dog's on a menu, especially a, uh, I'm going to call it a fancy hot dog, he's going to get it. Uh, so he got the spicy hot dog with the pineapple chutney and plantain chips. When I that would be right up his yeah. alley, actually. Now that I think about it, that's right up his and alley. And let me make one thing clear: the plantain chips aren't on the side; they are crumbled on top of the pineapple chutney. Ooh, a little so crunch, crumble. Yeah, so yeah. you get a little texture action. Okay. Um, he let me take a picture of it, and then it was gone. <laughs> was Was it a full size dog, yes, or was it, it was like a, regular, a festival size? No, it was a regular hot dog. It was. You know, your regular oh, hot dog. Eight bucks for a full-size dog yeah. that's dressed up like that. That's really a good yeah. deal. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, he, he said it was fantastic. Uh, he, and he is someone who enjoys hot dogs, right? He loves hot dogs. He loves trying different ones. Uh, so this was high up there for him. And I will take his expertise uh, in that field and subject yeah he's certified yes he is <laughs> uh but yes just like Bonified. just like ryan i did enjoy 
many a drink from this booth. Well, let's go through them, gentlemen. Let's start rattling them off. Yeah, I, um, I of course hit the beer flight. I'm a you know beer flight attendant, <laughs> so uh, that's what I do. Uh, my favorite being the American fruit tart from Urban Artifact. Yeah, uh, that one that one set apart. It was it was funky, and um, once again, uh, one of the beers in the flight just had a weird, uh, just I don't know, just a weird hairspray taste to it. And it was uh, the Three Daughters Brewing Tropical Hefe, which is crazy because normally I rave about their beers. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll chalk that one up to the game. I won't blame it on them. I Just maybe something was off on my uh, taste buds. And then are you um, sure your Brianna? You, sh- you sure your daughters didn't spray hairspray into your mouth before you while they are they were getting ready or something before? You- no, no, because this was actually I tried these whenever uh, Brianna and I went kid free. So oh, okay. we debunked that theory. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but she tried the um, the Florida Orange Groves Winery Sparkling Pineapple Wine, Ooh. and um, it wasn't it wasn't good. Oh, okay. Well, there you I, go. I even tried it, and it was like. Pineapple acetone. Ugh. All right. Oh, yeah, so, so we'll give a pass might, on that one. Yeah, we'll we'll swerve that one. Yeah. I so I got three full pours. I got the tropical jefe, the American fruit tart, and the violet lemonade ale. Um, all of which were I thought good. Um, the fruit tart and the violet lemonade both being each a standout on their own. They're two different types of beers. Be clear on, I want to be clear on that. I, they stood out on their own as very good because of totally different reasons. Uh, I would order both in the same capacity again. Uh, and the Fruit Tart and the Tropical Hefe were both uh, beers that I, I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I was able to find locally at a, at a pizza joint. And uh, got the opportunity to, to have those on tap again. So nice. I was uh, very, very happy about that. So, but yeah, that Violet Lemonade Ale is, it's different, but it's killer. So um, go try that. All right. So we'll move on next to the refreshment port, which I know is normally a must hit. Um, Ryan? What do you think about this booth this year? Um, I didn't get the festival variation of the poutine. I'm more of a uh, purist when it comes to the fries and gravy and cheese curds. So I just stuck with the traditional poutine. And I this is what I paired with my beer flight from Canada. Um, you know, respectfully so. Yes. But I was a little pissed. Oh. Because they changed the type of French fries that they're using on the poutine. Mm. And... I'm I'm not thrilled about it because Disney has been known for having some really good French fries. You know, they have like the, the thinner shoestring style yep. fries that you come to know from like Cosmic Rays or Casey's or something like that. Yeah. And they went with like a, a thicker, almost like a skin on fry, but they they just didn't mesh with the poutine. Like still a good French fry, but uh to me they they kind of messed up the the whole vibe that they that they created around the poutine culture well you're you're uh, you're messing with the texture you're messing with the texture when you you have a little bit of softer sides on that on the potato then you're not yep you know you're not yep. getting that it doesn't texture hold up as well as you need yeah yep. so change my damn fries back and i will be expecting that in the next two weeks when i go back absolutely so um 
let's see if they meet my demands. Yeah. Josh, we know you're listening, so please make that happen. It's a damn outrage. Yes. Um, also, if you want to look good while you're eating your poutine and celebrate the culture that is poutine, go check out the shop, com. Body by Poutine. You might see Ryan wearing it, fashioning it on our socials. Gravy stains on the belly button part. Got to have it. Got to have yep. it. The the people, I, I've gotten so many reactions out of that shirt while wearing it at the parks. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, oh, I love your shirt. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, well, you know, I helped make it. And I'm like, please go buy it. Like, please. Please. <laughs> that way you can look great, too. So yeah. it is dad bod certified. Come on. Absolutely. Next up, we have Tangerine Cafe Flavors of the Medina. And this one has your assortments of grilled kebabs. You have the, the hummus trio platter and the orange blossom saffron cake. So, fellas, what did we think about this one? Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed this booth. I think that the Tangerine Cafe and the Morocco Pavilion booth uh, throughout the festivals are sleepers every pretty much every year. And I don't think they get enough credit. Um, so I'm here to raise the flag and give them a little more credit than what people do. Uh, so uh, we got the grilled kebabs and we got the orange blossom saffron cake and along with the tangerine heart cider, which is a bold rock uh, tangerine heart cider that I visited their distillery um, not too long ago, uh, last December. So um, yeah, uh, these were, these are good. These are good dishes. Are they great flavors? Uh, so I, the, the saffron cake, man, it was, it was, it was great. It, I, I'm running out of adjectives to, to describe it, but these are, I believe this is like, this is actually like really good quality food to get, especially in the middle of the day. You kind of need that pick me up. Um, so please, I would urge people to go and have these, have these items because they were all they were all good. That saffron cake may be, uh, may wind up on my uh, top musket list. So. Bold statement there, Cotton. I like it. All right, gentlemen. Up next, the trowel and trellis. Ryan, I know your ass was here. Mm-hmm. Let's hear all about it. Yeah, um, I only have one food item off of this this uh, offering, and that was the boneless impossible Korean short rib, and. Um, Man, I was impressed. Um, It'll live up. Signed, yes. sealed, delivered. Yes, it did. Um, Texture-wise, it reminded me of like a meatloaf. Yeah. Um, and it had like a spicy barbecue sauce, like a coffee barbecue sauce mm-hmm. on it. It was it was damn good. I would definitely eat a full meal size of that, <laughs> even knowing that it's not meat. Um, the way they nail these textures down, man, it, it, it was just like, yeah, it was just like eating a meatloaf and, um, the kimchi mayonnaise that was on it, that kind of helped offset a little bit of the spice of the barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. And then I paired that with the, um, the Twinnings ice green tea with the cranberry and lime oh, okay. with the hanger one vodka. And I got the little Mason jar that came with it. Yeah. Such a good drink. Um, it wasn't too sweet, which I'm not a big sweet drink, yeah. you know, person anyways. Um, it just had a good, like, you know, subtle green tea flavor, and it had the cranberry and the lime in it, and I love cranberry juice. So 
that that's a win for me. Awesome. Yeah, this was the booth that I just could not get to because the line was just forever long every time we passed it. And so this is absolutely on my to my to-do list for my next trip. So you will be audience listening right now, you will be hearing more mm-hmm. about this booth and everything at it um at you know when the time comes because uh, I can't wait. I've only heard amazing things about the lumpia and the chocolate cake. So, yeah, I, w- I definitely want to try the chocolate cake. Yeah. Um but, you know, with you speaking about um, you know, the line being long at this booth, one thing that I noticed with both visits to my uh both of my visits to this festival so far was the Italy booth and the France booth we went by them and there was nobody in the both lines on the same day. Oh, wow. Like nobody. And those are usually the busiest, like with the exception of like Germany, but, um, there was nobody there. And I've kind of noticed this too, like the past couple of festivals that, you know, there's not as many people visiting these, these booths and they're always notably more expensive. Mm-hmm. Number one, so I don't know if this is like a quiet protest to like lower the prices or if it's just people aren't digging the the food offerings for them. Yeah. But it was no coincidence that we went by both of these booths not even 30 minutes apart and there was nobody, literally nobody in line. Yeah, I I can't say the same for the France Pavilion. The Florida Lease had a line wrapped around um, when we went over there. Uh, we actually passed by it to go to our Lightning Lane for Ratatouille. And yeah, I mean, it was snaked all around that tree that sits at the side right there, kind of by the water. Like what we're accustomed yeah. to seeing. Um, but, yeah. but for Italy, um, that, that booth over there, I can, I, I shared the same experience where no one was just kind of visiting that booth. And I think really it's, a, it's the fact that Italy really hasn't had much to offer the past few festivals. You know, True. what they have had to offer that was worth any, you know, that was actually worth trying or eating has definitely been outrageously priced, in my opinion. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes in the, as we experience these. The crowds are only going to get bigger, right? So, um, you know, all the you know new annual pass holders. Which congratulations, yep. guys! If you uh, if you were able to get a pass yesterday, let's just go ahead and give a round of applause for all these. Yeah, and All then um, Disneyland waiting. with, yeah, Disneyland having their magic key um, come back available on the tenth too. Like that's that's huge. Yeah, lots of good, uh, lots of people going back and experiencing Disney. So I think that's why it's a good time to get this information out there to the masses and let them know, you know, what they should spend their hard-earned money on and maybe what they should just pass on. So, um, yeah. Speaking of things that you should absolutely spend your money on, I want to make sure that we uh, call out a place that I feel like gets completely overlooked, um, and that is the refreshment outpost. Um, this is that little corner booth that's always fixed there in the just after you go across the bridge from uh, from China Pavilion. Uh, and before you make your way into uh, Germany and so on. So mm-hmm. it just sits right there in the corner, usually gets overlooked, uh, usually have like a hot dog, they got some drinks, that sort of thing. You'll usually hear like bongos yeah. going on from the kids. Yeah. I had, which was a full pour, by the way, it was a, it was a full like 16 or 20 ounce pour of beer. Okay. 
uh, of the Lexington Brewing Tangerine Cream Ale. And this was right out there for maybe the first or second slot of best beers I had at this festival. So, and I felt very good about spending 1125 and getting a full pour of beer. So uh, it was super tasty. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. It was so I want to make sure I call that out to go give that a try. Nice. So um, did any of you guys get to do any of the extra like activities for the festival? Any of the scavenger hunts? Uh, we did the scavenger hunt, which was which was fun. Uh, spike, you know, spike the bees. Some of them were some of them were, uh, you know, kind of further into the um into the pavilions and others were just right on the main pathway uh so that made it you know a little bit a little bit easier uh so yeah we did that and what i i love the prizes this year um we we got the orange bird uh cup is what the kids landed on uh for ours uh, did you guys get to do the scavenger hunt? Uh, we did the extravaganza scavenger Ooh, okay. hunt for Easter. So we were there the weekend leading up to Easter. So we got to do that where they have um, 12 different characterized eggs yeah. that are hidden throughout the pavilions of World Showcase. And some of them were actually pretty well hidden. Like Some were mm-hmm. like kind of blatantly put at the corner of a building at the front of the pavilion while others were kind of like hidden in the back of the pavilion yeah. or they're in a planter. Um, one thing I noticed that was pretty cool was it was all rabbit characters that they put on these eggs and they paid homage to like Oswald and Thumper and the March Hare and Skippy from Robin Hood, uh, Bean Bunny, the Jackalope, Judy Hopps, like all your favorite bunny characters from Disney. And, um, it was great. And, uh, your prize was a pack of like, um, Disney themed Easter eggs for like holding prizes in they had ones with Robin Hood on them and Simba and some of uh, the puppies from 101 Dalmatians like all kinds of great classic Disney characters getting some love so I thought that was really cool yeah it, it's a good I like that it's another addition to it we saw the eggs hidden around um but we just elected to do the the spike the bee hunt um this time around but yeah that's one of those we've we've gone there I took Gibson one day um, just me and him. And we just, that's what we did for a few hours. We just did that Easter egg hunt. And then we, you know, get the little Easter egg at the end. It's, it's a good activity to do, um, which I, and I'm glad that they make it a part of Epcot for the spring season, for sure. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the butterfly garden this year, guys. Always yeah. a hit. Yeah, it was great. Always. I mean, just to go through there and see, I mean, just like, what was really cool was like the the butterflies in the cocoons, you know, like literally watching the evolution uh, of it unfold. It was really cool. And um, it's just the gardens were just beautiful. And, you know, you, they give you opportunity to like or they give you little like tips and how to's on how to, uh, you know, attract butterflies in, in your yeah. own gardens. Um, which well, not only attracting, but handling if they ever oh, yeah. land on you, too that they're there to give you some tips of that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was great. All the topiaries, of course, scattered around world showcase and throughout just amazing the the way they were put together. That team is just, they, they are amazing, you know, amazingly talented. Yeah. One of the cool things I noticed about the topiaries, especially the, the main one at the front entrance for um, the, like the parking lot entrance for Epcot. Yeah. 
the Encanto topiary. And if you position yourself correctly, it looks like Lisa is holding up Spaceship Earth. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So I thought that was pretty yes. clever placement of yes. her. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it, this they the amount of detail and it was a different experience at night versus during the day, which I also appreciate. Kind of gives you and gives you a reason to go back at night and go and revisit oh, yeah. some of the topiaries. Uh, so it's it's really cool they you know they're playing some of the special shows on on the projections for mm-hmm. spaceship earth um so that's that's really nice to experience as well uh at the night at night uh so overall i i love this festival it's such it's it's just so refreshing to get out in the spring season and experience epcot this way it's so colorful yeah it's so inviting um it's yeah, it's just it's it's really good, and there's plenty of things to do that allow you to go back, right? Like we we've visited multiple times already, and still have you know grazed the surface on what um, what to experience or enjoy. Um, so we did we did we were trying to get to one of the shows when we were there. Um, Blue Oyster Cult was performing uh, the weekend that we mm-hmm. were there. And they give you some cowbell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was looking for uh, Bruce Dickinson, but uh, couldn't find him. But yeah, it, we didn't get quite make it over there um, in time for the show. Uh, but yeah, you've got the you've got the Garden Rock series. So you can always take in as well. It's a great activity. So, yeah, there's just a lot to experience about this festival. So it's a it's a good one and a must visit. And not only that, but as we previewed it, this is one of those festivals that is constantly evolving the more you, ch- you come and attend this the festival uh the flowers change colors the landscaping changes a little bit uh the topiaries grow the butterfly garden gets you know they're hatching and more butterflies are coming out yeah uh just this is just one of those things that is a constantly evolving on a day-to-day basis so you're not going to get the same festival back to back days. So if you have some time in between visits, yeah. (laughs) So if you got some time in between visits, it's, it's literally like visiting for the first time of the festival. So, uh, repeat visits, you'll definitely pick up on, uh, these things that we're talking about. Yeah. So all I know is I can't wait to go back and, uh, that will be in, you know, a few weeks from now. So can't wait for that. Same. Can't wait to cross off some of these, uh, items. I haven't got to try. So, Need to get back. Yep. And don't forget, we'll be bringing you all that um, as it unfolds here and uh, in, a, in a few more weeks. So be on the lookout for the second edition of our review of this year's Flower and Garden Festival. And uh, we'll bring you all the highlights and uh, lowlights as they occur. Well, that about uh, that about wraps it up for the for this portion of being food track, doesn't it, boys? <laughs> it does. It does. My mind is. I'm looking at some of these photos right now that I've of the of the items that I consumed, and yeah, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> Flavor jets are kicking on. <laughs> yeah. So, well, before we end today's show, uh, we of course want to uh, tell you guys about some companies helping us bring you the show and uh, companies that we are affiliated with and help support. And we'll start with our friends over at dvcrentalstore.com. They can help you basically save a ton of money uh, when it comes to booking Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Alani Resort uh, rooms. You compare those rooms to Disney Rack Rates, 
and sometimes you can save up to 75% off uh, when you compare the two. I've been a customer. We've all been a customer of them for years. Um, at this point, they've saved me thousands of dollars, and I don't know where I'd be without them. So go check them out. We have a link for them in our episode description below. So definitely go check them out if you want to save some money on your next visit to the parks. And check out their sister company, DVC Resale Market. If you are a fan of staying at Disney Deluxe Resorts or Disney DVC Resorts and uh, want to become a DVC member yourself, uh, you can do so through them. Uh, I did it. I experienced, I went through and I'm, you know, they helped me become a DVC member that I wanted to do for a long, long time. And they have a variety of contracts, something there for everybody. They can help you with the financing side, everything. So go, go hit them up with any of your questions. They have, there's a link in the episode description for that as well. And just go check them out. They are great people and they are experts at what they do. Yeah, I Absolutely. agree. They're great people. Yeah. While you're in the episode description, you could also check out our friends at 1901 Candle Co. Uh, they are a small batch candle company uh, with their own proprietary wax blend. So uh, they have created this to where it lasts longer and the scents really pop. Uh, and they have scents that are uh, that remind you of Disney and some of your Disney characters and pop culture icons. Yes. So uh, you'll have uh, things like whipped pineapple. Mm. So it's like your Dole Whip. Mm. Uh, they have the frozen heart, which will remind you of frozen Christmas on main street, Santa's workshop, you name it. They've got a wide variety uh, for Disney sense. And they've even got the wizard's brew for Harry Potter. So you got a couple things there and they smell fantastic. Yes, they do. All three of us have had uh, products that we have purchased from them and I'm burning one right now, the fall on main street. And it is just a fantastic a product. Yep. I can see it's the flicker so of the flame. And, the beautiful thing is, guys, they're giving us 15% off on every single purchase you make using our code off the rails 15. So if you're in the market for getting a gift for a family member, a neighbor, yourself. a teacher, yourself, please hit these guys up. They are they are family owned. They're local here in Northeast Florida, and they put out some great products. So don't forget to check them out at 1901candlecode.com and enter our promo code off the rails 15 at checkout and you'll save 15% on every single order. You love that. Gotta love saving some money while spending it. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That's right. You deserve it. Well, we'd like to announce that we have a new coffee plug. You know, we got uh we gotta have coffee on deck at all times. Absolutely. We, we love coffee. Absolutely. So uh it's the it's the heartbeat of our productivity. So as of Existence. today, <laughs> yes. <laughs> as of today, we are proud to announce our new partnership with Expedition Roasters. They are a family-founded coffee company originating back to 2014, and they produce kick-ass coffee, just hands down. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the years, they have unlocked countless factions of what they like to call their coffee verse. Um, they specialize in pop culture inspired small batch roasts covering all flavor spectrums and they are Disney and theme park centered folks such as ourselves. So this partnership just was a no brainer. Yeah. If you use the affiliate link in the episode description, 
in our code off the monorails. You can save yourself 10% on all future orders. Um, load that card up and let us be the first to say welcome to the coffee verse and go visit expeditionroasters.com. Yeah, super excited to be partnering with those guys and just amazing product. Uh, the The amount of flavor options that you have to choose from, uh, it's just, you know, it was no brainer to uh, to partner with a company that shares a lot of the same uh, love and gratitude towards theme parks and those pop culture icons that we do as well. So uh, this is no brainer. Go pick up some coffee. It is amazing, amazing stuff. And their bags, you'll be amazed. I'm amazed. Simply the the artisan in me uh, of their bags and their yes. artwork. They're so over the top. I love it's them. It's so good. You know, you got like the groggy Joe, which is the coconut, uh, the cocoa, coconut rum flavored coffee that they have. Um, it's great. Of course, you can get it in um, in ground. You can get a whole bean. They have decaf uh, options in a lot of their flavors. Uh, so go check them out. And uh, there's a link in the episode description. And uh, use the promo code off the monorails to uh, save some money. But yes, happy to be uh, working with expedition roasters and just as a reminder go check out all of our socials at off the monorails to follow along for more content from the parks and if you want to get to know us or support the show and become part behind the scenes be part of the show join our close friends list on instagram and a whole lot more go check out our patreon our brand new membership programs are available right now there's a link in the episode description Again, we're super happy about this, about starting this. It's been a long time coming and uh, just couldn't be more pleased with what uh, what we have in store and what we have planned for all you guys on there. So uh, be sure to check out the episode description and go check out our Patreon program there. Yeah, like Jordan said, you know, it's it's been a long time coming and uh, literally for entry level, the price of one coffee for the month, you can you can be a member of the off the monorails patreon so all right fellas well that's gonna about do it for this one and uh can't wait for the next one yeah same here um just ready to keep rolling with these park visits and all these new things going on trying new festival foods and hopefully knocking out some new resorts soon we'll see yeah i mean we've got a we got a lot on our plates um you know planned for the for the rest of this year already uh we've got some new things in store some possible new guests for the show coming soon so just a lot of really fun things happening so this is a great time to to follow along with us to come have some fun and and join on this ride with us again if you're listening for the first time we appreciate you taking the time uh to come and, and listen uh, if it's if you've been listening for to us for a while, I feel I'm, I'm sorry you've listened to us and had to listen to us a lot. Um, but all jokes <laughs> aside, uh, we really appreciate you guys supporting us, supporting the show. Anyone that's uh, donated to us in the past through the Bias a Coffee program that's donated towards the operations of the show, just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You guys are the heartbeat of of this and. Uh, you're the reason why we still do this really Uh, it's amazing to see that you know uh, you you open an app and you see that you know 200 more people listen to you today and it's 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 refreshing to know and it continues to keep us going 
uh, even stronger. So uh, just want to say thank you to all those out there listening and uh, following us on our socials um, and just having fun with us. So uh, just really, really appreciate all the support you guys give us. Yeah. Beyond that, even if we just have given you a laugh along the way, even that helps. Um, yeah. Just anything we can do to, to, to help somebody out in, in any portion of life. But uh, we, we truly enjoy doing this together. Um, we wouldn't keep doing this if we didn't. So, uh, <laughs> But um, it, it's great to be able to get with these guys and, and talk as much as we do and, and reconnect. And uh, the past year and a half has just really been a, a whirlwind. And uh, I've experienced so much growth with these two guys. And, um, yeah, I, it, we just keep going upward from here. So I love what's going on, and I can't wait for the, the future. Yeah. So we will uh, talk to you soon, next week, next Friday, same time, same place. Uh, hopefully we uh, talk to you very soon on our Discord community. Again, go check out the Patreon and come join us, have some fun, have some fun with other listeners of the show as well and really build this community out with this like-minded people. So until next week, guys, we'll uh, talk to you later. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. Oh,